You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Chime Time, here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. We'll get to some Red Sox and Patriots and other assorted uh, gamble items coming up. But we're starting the podcast today with a guest. Chris Scheim, good morning or now. Good afternoon, buddy. How are you? I'm wonderful, Mud. It's been a while since you, uh, you and I have actually gotten to sit down and talk about gambling. So uh, I'm excited for today. Yeah, been a couple days. And uh, we'll get to all that stuff coming up in a few minutes. But um, to be honest, I, I, I brought him in here under the guise of talking about the St. Jude Classic. But I just want to bitch about... My favorite golfer going to the Live Tour. Uh, he's our buddy Ryan Hannibal, Bet MGM. Uh, he just posted a little while ago on his Twitter account three bets, his three best bets uh, for the FedEx St. Jude's Championship 2022, the beginning of what is now a three week uh, PJ playoff. Hannibal, what's going on, buddy? Not much, you. Sorry for uh, your sadness over Cam Smith, but it is what it is. <laughs> I don't want to be sad, but I, I love Cam Smith. I want to watch him play in PJ events, and it's just. I, I, I get why he's doing it. And for those who missed it, he didn't make it official yet, but everyone knows it. He's going to the Live Tour. Mark Leishman, who cares? That turd, good guy, no one bothered. <laughs> Adam Scott, don't care with your big putter. But Cam Smith's likable. He's got a great short game. He's got the flowing hair. He wins He wins majors. And because the PGA Tour has done nothing for Australia, he doesn't care about the PGA Tour. He's taking the big fat check. And now Cam Smith's going to be playing like eight events a year, non-competitive shotgun starts. He doesn't play that much to begin with. He's not very marketable. Yes, he's probably the best player in terms of like you know young sort of super, not. He's super, the number sorry, two young, player young, in the world. <laughs> young emerging player, but like from like a marketing perspective, when's the last like sound clip of Cam Smith that you like reference or like his Instagram account? Like he's not uh, two yeah, beers fit in the claret jug. <laughs> he's great on the course, but off the course, he does nothing for me. Like I'm, I, he's kind of indifferent to me. So you, this is not. So you're, you're still. The list is still zero for you uh, in terms of the live golfers yeah. that have, have made like, the leap that have an impact. Jeez, Louise, like I, it, I, it's coming I, to it's coming to Boston or to Bolton in September. Do you have any desire to go? Now I do because Cam Smith is my play in that event. Yes, well, I don't think he is. I don't think he is. I think he wants to stay aboard for the Presidents Cup, which is late September. Oh, so he can't bail before he plays in the Presidents. Correct. Mm. Correct. Well, then, no, I don't have any interest in going. <laughs> None. Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau. It's cool. There's a cool. It's a big event at the International. It's it's had big events before, so that's cool. Uh, what did you make? Uh, we're talking on Wednesday. It, it sounds like yesterday, and we'll get to the, the St. Jude's Classic in a second. It sounds like yesterday the PGA Tour had a pretty decisive win in terms of keeping guys like uh, Taylor Gooch and company, I think it's two other golfers, out of playing I've in the playoffs. Offered in Matt Jones, yep. Yeah, again, three guys I could give a shit about, so I don't really care. Uh, Man, Mud is fired up today. I'm annoyed. Well, I'm actually, I'm fired. This, I like this playoff format, but it felt like yesterday, following like uh, the no laying up guys, it felt like the 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 PGA Tour got a pretty decisive win to the point where the judges like the PGA Tour might have an antitrust battle on their hands against Liv coming up in a couple of months. Yeah, and then the also thing that was the stuff that came out in the courtroom was that the the biggest thing from my end was that the live guys their money that they make during each tournament just comes out of their lump sum, so basically they're not playing for anything each week. It's literally just an invitational. 
Yeah, you know, so that, we, we know with show. those we, with those three guys for sure. I guess what we don't know is – I wouldn't consider any of those guys big players, Taylor Gooch being the closest as a, a young, talented player, to be like a – do we think the big guns, like do we think they have the same deal or is this for the bottom end guys? That's a good That's a good point. I'm sure all the contracts are different. But, but even still, like this comes down to the – like the big thing with the live is the world, world uh, ranking points. And if, you know, some of those guys basically are just showing up, you know, without anything to gain, how can you distribute ranking points? So I think that yesterday kind of showed that there's no chance in the live tour ever getting world ranking points. So they're not going to be able to play really in majors unless they're already qualified, unless they want to go play, you know, a bunch of events in Asia. And besides Patrick Reed, I don't know who wants to do that. So... I just think that it was a bad day for Liv in the sense that it probably that that's sort of the first you know domino to follow that like world golf ranking points are never going to be part of the Liv tour. Shime, anything on your end on the what happened yesterday? Uh, no, yeah, I think you summed it up. You're you're fired up. I kind of let you just off the leash and, and go, you. and so now I'm uh, I'm excited to bet some golf this weekend. Yeah, I, that's the other thing, right? I've, I to be honest, I've taken a couple of weeks off here. I've not Same. been thrilled. Some of the the stars have sat out. Even some of the stars are coming back this week. I'm not sure the motivation, Hannibal. So people that don't know, and and you clarify when I get anything wrong. Three week playoff. We get the top one twenty five. I guess we're down to one twenty two or one twenty one now. With the deck, he's mm-hmm. not going to play this weekend. Berger's not going to play. He's out. Lanto Griffin's got a bad back, and there's a fourth guy who's not going to play. His name I forget. And then, uh, thank you. So they'll get FedEx Cup points for where they finish here. Then the top seventy go to the BMW next week, which is a no cut event. So no matter what, they play all weekend. And then the top thirty playing the tour championship for the right to win the FedEx championship overall, which, by the way, Scotty Scheffler is, at least on paper, a prohibitive favorite given the lead he has right now in FedEx Cup points. Correct. You got that right. Okay. Um, Good job, this, event, this event this weekend, St. Jude in Memphis, um, what, what stands out to you? What's important to Ryan Hannibal in terms of handicapping and betting to St. Jude? And by the way, all the big guns are here. A- anyone you want to see playing basically – uh, is playing except for those couple guys we talked about. So it's a star-studded field and looks like a very nice setup for, uh, and weather-wise, an excellent four days this weekend in Memphis. Yeah, so like the the FedEx, whatever you want to call it, St. Jude Championship, it's, it's, yeah. had, it's had a different name like every every year. It seems. This is the first year that it's in the FedEx Cup. But so that means that they've had some course history uh, at this course. It's been there before. Um, TPC Southwind just outside of Memphis. Uh, it's a par 70 course, only two par fives. Um, I, I guess from what I've read, it rewards the players that keep the ball in play. There's a lot of water on the course. The rough is penalizing. Um, so guys that keep the ball in play have, have a good chance of winning. It doesn't really reward a longer hitter as opposed to a shorter hitter. Um, so I think, you know, the field's pretty wide open. Bermuda green, so guys that putt well in Bermuda are guys to, to sort of go with this week. Um, and then also I think, you know, given the narrow fairways, and players playing out of the rough, scrambling would be a thing to keep an eye on too. So I guess I'm targeting guys that you know are, are good ball strikers, keep the ball in play. And, you know, just because you know you're a bomber doesn't mean you have a big advantage this week. All right, how about from a motivation standpoint? So the the way that I I, I think it works is like if, if the the guys in the top ten, like real quickly, Scheffler, Smith, Burns, Shawfley, Cantlay, McElroy, Finau, Thomas, Young, and M, and maybe even more than that, but like. Those guys are almost assured a spot in the BMW next week. So when you're betting this weekend, uh, Hannibal, and you have three picks up, and we'll go through some of your stuff here at BetMGM, 
Are you factoring in motivation at all that, like, hey, um, so let's say, for example, like Roy McIlroy is already in the top five right now. He doesn't necessarily need to win. He hasn't played since the British Open. Like, motivation for those guys at the very tippy top of the market to, like, really go after this week or, the, or like, versus fine-tuning to be ready to go next week at the BMW. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it's something to consider, but then you also have to factor in, too, like, you want to be number one in the FedEx Cup standings because of the Tour Championship where, you know, it starts with, if you're number one, you start at whatever, 10 under, and you're number two, you're, you know, eight under. Like, you want to have that advantage. So even for a guy who's locked into the next two weeks, you want to make sure that you're starting the Tour Championship in, in as high of a spot as possible. So, yeah, maybe, you know, guys that, you know, are, are already at the top and, and know they're going to be in the top ten, maybe there isn't that much motivation. It's more getting their game in the right place for the last two events. But I still think the motivation's there. I'm actually fading Cam Smith this week. I, I come out and say it. Ooh. I think he's distracted by the live tour. I think, you know, his press conference yesterday, all kinds of, of, of live questions. And, you know, the British Open hangover, like I'm definitely not on Cam Smith for this week. Well, yeah, he also, and by the way, he doesn't need to win. He he, yeah. he can miss the cut. And he's still going to be in the top thirty for. I mean, he's still going to be advancing mm-hmm. next week without question. Yes. And and Mud had mentioned McElroy. He's the prohibitive favorite, at least uh, going into the tournament this weekend at the St. Jude. Do you have any interest in playing any McElroy at all? I mean, he's been red hot in almost every single major this year. Uh, I think it was three out of four. He has a top five finish in. Uh, do you have any interest in that favorite this weekend? No, just because the value is not there. Like plus a thousand to win, plus one ninety for a top five, uh, minus two twenty five for a top twenty. Like there's just not value there. Like I do think he's playing well. I'm sure he's going to have a solid week, especially you know with some time off that he's had after the Open. But just from a value perspective, it's not really there. Uh, as far as the young guys, I will get to some picks, and there's a to me a standout standout pick um, to bet this weekend. Hopefully, we're all on the same page. On that pick, but you got a bunch of guys here. Uh, you know, Tom, Tom Kim, who has been an absolute phenom. The run he's been on, he had a quad to open on Thursday, wins the tournament going away. He has been unbelievable, but he's in his 20s. Uh, Davis Riley, who was up and down last week, another young gun. Cam Young, who we love. Like these young guys, Hannibal, in terms of maybe not just this week, in the next three weeks or so, like any added pressure on some of these young guns we're seeing coming up and some real good rookies on tour this year and how you might look at them heading into not just the St. Jude but this playoff run where all three guys that I just mentioned all have a shot to be there in the tour championship in a couple of weeks. I think like the pressure's off them in a way. Like they've already proven that they belong on tour. There's no real pressure. Like they've, you know, been in contention week in and week out, especially from Cam Young's perspective. So, no, I think, like, they're going to be free-flowing these next three weeks, and it's kind of just gravy on what is a great year for them. So I think, honestly, like they could be more relaxed than some of the other players because no one really thought that they would have any chance of winning the FedEx Cup at the end of the year. Now they're in a position to at least have a chance. So I think that these guys are actually in a good place, and I would add uh, Figala to that list, too. These guys playing well Thanks, late, yeah. uh, too. That could be sort of a sleeper pick for this week. So uh, let's get into your picks, Hannibal. What is your favorite, absolute favorite bet on the board this weekend? Favorite bet on the board? My guy Just give Willie it out. Z. Just give it my out. I mean, Willie, my guy Willie Z, top yes. finish. Let's go. Yes. Like plus money for Will Zalatoris in the top 20. Like, come on, that's a steal. I, Hannibal, I could not believe that bet was available. So he's, he's my favorite win bet. He, I, 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 25 to 1 earlier in the week. He's down to 22 to 1. 
He's my favorite win bet anyway. Um, he was in the mix last year, had that great – you saw the clip he, uh, last last night that was going around when he had that walk-in putt. He's middle of the pack and putting all of a sudden. I know he's got some caddy issues uh, going on there, but he's my favorite win bet. And then I look at your article at BetMGM. If you're not reading Ryan's stuff, if you're betting on golf, you're an idiot. I'm just telling you right now, Ryan Hannibal on Twitter. How is he even money for a top 20 finish? I want to empty my account on Willie Z to finish top 20 this weekend. <laughs> I think maybe just the caddy thing and then, you know – his last two events, T20, T21, but, like, maybe the caddy thing is a big deal to the, to the odds makers. Um, he got rid of his longtime caddy in the middle of the tournament last week. It's crazy. Wild, wild. Um, but, but I think because he already had his replacement, like, in place. It seems like he walked into this veteran named Joel Stock. Um, so, to me, it seems like once he got the approval from Joel, he was like, all right, all right, Ryan, you're out. This guy's in. Um <laughs> Wild to fire your caddy after shooting a 66 in the second round. But I think this, might, honestly, might put him in, in the right place. We've kind of seen this a little bit on tour with guys. If they, like, obviously, he's looking for his first win. He's been in contention. So maybe just this little tweak is something that he thinks will put him over the top. Um, I kind of like the change for him. I think he kind of needs something to change things up a little bit. And like you said, he's, he's in a good spot this week. Uh, what else stands out to you? I know you like uh, Willie Z, even money. Uh, I like him at 22 to 1, 25 to 1, where we can get him. Uh, went out right here uh, in Memphis. What else stands out? What else do you like this weekend at the St. June's Animal? I like Sam Burns. I think he's in a good place. Um, he lost in a playoff last year at this event, so he's got the course history there. He grew up playing on Bermuda Greens. He's played well in them this season. Um, he doesn't have a top 25 in his last four events, but I think that the last you know couple of weeks off could serve him well to sort of get that rest and now being back on track. People forget he's won three times this year. He's obviously not in Scotty Scheffler territory, but he's having a great year. Um, I think he's a guy to look out for. And you know I have him in my article as a top 10 at plus 240, but I I wouldn't mind throwing some money on him to win outright at Bet and Jim at least at 2800. Uh, he's a guy that I think people aren't talking about as much as they should. Yeah, 30-1 to 1 on DK right now, Shime, uh, if you want to jump in and play that. He's one of those guys has not played since the Open. Uh, he had, I believe, a 42nd uh, in the Open, has taken the time off since then, and is in a he's in a legitimate striking distance, depending on what happens the next couple of weeks, actually win the thing and steal it from Scheffler. Uh, who do you want to bet this weekend, Shime, since you're now addicted to golf betting? Yeah, I mean, as addicted as I can be here. Um, but, I, I mean, so I, I look at this, I look at the FedEx Cup standings, and, and I, I, I believe in uh, Mutt's motivation theory, uh, if you will. And so a guy like uh, like a guy like Xander Schauffele to me stands out, right? He's had a lot of success this season. I understand he's the second favorite on the board, but still I, I like the idea of a top five finish at three to one. Uh, do you see any value in Schauffele this week? Yeah, I mean he's played he's played pretty he's probably the hottest guy, you know, on tour consistently. Like he won the trailers, he won the Genesis. Um, it was decent at at the open. Um, you can't go wrong with that, and obviously, you know, the break I think helps all these guys. Like I, I don't, I'm not going to fade guys that haven't played, you know, since the Open. So no, you can't go wrong with that. Probably if this course seems to suit him too. Ball strikers course, he's a guy that keeps the ball in play, makes some putts. So yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't hate the Shoffley play. Mutt, ahead, you said you had no, no, no. Mutt, you said you had a bet that you uh, are in love with. What is your bet? I oh, his name's Will, his name's Will Zalatoris. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I mean, I, I loved him outright, and the even mo- the even money on the top twenty. Like, I, I they'll I, they'll be a, it'll be stupid, and I'll, I'm gonna feel dumb when he doesn't hit. T- I just it feels like a ridiculous value. Like, I just don't for a player of his talent, 
going into a playoff run who is like primed and ready to go, who played well here last year and who puts okay here and putting's his issue. And he's hit the confidence of the new I, I, to me, that's my favorite though. The, as sort of long shots go, I, I, it'll be a very small bet. Uh, pizza money wise, but I got, I got to go with the hot hand of Scott Stallings here. Hannibal. I mean, I, he's Ooh. not somebody that I was super interested in uh, earlier in the year, but all of a sudden late in, in summer, Scott Stallings has come alive. I'm just trying to pull it up right now. Have it in front of me. Uh, he played this event uh, years ago. He hasn't played since 2018, but at a 30th and a 37th. He's 10th and 13th the last two weeks, so two top 15s outright. He's right there in the middle. Like He's ha- he's done enough uh, damage in the tour this year. He's actually 41st. So he's one of these guys. How about motivation guys? Like He has a couple of good weeks. He's going to play in the – Scott's the only to play in the tour championship. And so these guys in the 40s and 50s who with a couple of good rounds can make a run, he's 100-and-something to one to win the thing. But he's plus he's three and a half to one to be a top twenty finish. He's twenty to one top five, eight to one top ten. I want to buy on this little mini heater of Scott Stallings. Hannibal, your thoughts? Uh, I didn't realize just how much of a heater he's on. Like he's, he's got four straight top thirteen finishes. Like and I, I wouldn't, you know, knock it against him for not playing, not qualifying for the, the stuff in Europe. Like that's fine to me. He probably got a couple weeks off that benefited him. Um, I don't, I don't hate that play at all. I think he's from – he grew up in Massachusetts, I believe. But he lives really? in Tennessee now. Yeah, you know that? Him and, uh, him and Mac Jones have the same no bull sponsor. Ooh, look at they, that. Do they really? Yeah. Yep. Uh, he did some on-court stuff, actually. Mac Jones did at, at the Players' Championship with Scott Stallings. Um, so he's a, he's a local guy. He's a big Pats fan. Um, but so after he grew up in this area, he moved down to Tennessee. So you can kind of factor in sort of the hometown element too this week. So a lot of stuff pointing towards Scott Stallings. Yeah, he went. He grew up in Oak. He grew up here, or was born here. Went to Oak Ridge, and then went to Tennessee Tech. How about that? He's, it's his home state. It's a home game. Sign me up on Scott Stallings, Chris Shine. Let's go. But is locked in, ladies and gentlemen. Book it. Uh, and the other guy is sort of on a little bit of a mini heater uh, as of late is the Canadian Taylor Pendrith, who is a similar sort of price. He's like 100 to 1 somewhere in there. He finished second at the RMC a couple back, 13th at the Wyndham. Uh, he has no course history here whatsoever, and his putting sometimes gets, gets away from him. Um, but again, I'm going on the heater there and somebody on the drive. And he, I have less conviction on, on Pendrith than I do Scott Stallings, but uh, I, I like the fact that some of these guys that have been. Really, really chalky pieces here, guys, the last couple of weeks because they've been these tournaments have not been filled with great fields, so the great players are all, you know, sort of getting bet. Um, there are some pretty good players. We've mentioned a bunch of them. They're all, like, in that 20 to 30 range, which makes it a much more, to me, Hannibal, a much more fun betting event than we've had the last couple of weeks. No question. I mean, we've missed the, the top players the last couple of weeks for sure. I mean, I've, I've bet every event, but they're just not, you know, you don't get into it as much. You don't really watch it as much. Like the last couple of Sundays, I think I I just, you know, check the app. I haven't sat down to watch, but I will be definitely be watching this week. Uh, My my last pick, uh, going with the guy that's that's crushing it at this place, Chez Reavy. I got him for a top 20 finish at plus 333. Six appearances. He's never finished worse than, than 27th. And he's got three top six finishes in his last four trips. Um, so that's pretty great value to me. And then also he's playing pretty well coming off of the win at the Barracuda uh, last month. So Ches Reedy, guy with course history at this place, 
you know, why not? Why not take a shot on him? So the other guy I actually had a question about um, is uh, Sahith Thigala. I have an awful mm-hmm. time pronouncing that name. But the last Thigala, time I had a, the last Thigh, time I, I had a feeling call, about we Thigala. Call Thigs on okay. Thigs. The last time I had a feeling about Thigs, he uh, he, he finished tied for second at the Travelers. Ooh. Hannibal, your thoughts on Thigs this weekend? Because I am right now. He is top twenty finishes just over three to one, uh, and I I really am like drooling at that play. He's kind of been, like, hit or miss this year. Like, it's boomer bust with him for sure. And I think that's sort of the thing with him. He, he knows it, too. Like, he you know, wants to get the most out of his events. Um, I think he's the guy that could contend here. Obviously, being a rookie doesn't have any course history at this place, but he's a great ball striker. Um, I'm, I'm reading a story now that he, he had his uh, top 10 finish, his first top 10 on the PGA Tour uh, at the Sanderson in Jackson, Mississippi. And they have the same grass there, so that's something to look forward, look Ooh. look at. He, you know, Ooh. has the same. That's you know, a, a nerdy thing in golf betting, but the, <laughs> the, the grass. Is hey, that matters. There, so. When it's you're looking there, at the nitty we, gritty, that is it. Bermuda is it hybrid? What are we putting on this week? Absolutely. Right. So he, he, you know, he won on Bermuda. He finished in the top ten at Bermuda. So you know, he's the guy that like. The guy that is the guy that I look for, or I haven't done it yet, but he's the guy to look for when you live bet. Like, if he has a good first round and you see, you know, better value, I would jump on it because then you kind of know it's it's a good week. Like, he's definitely boomer bust, so maybe check in with him after the first or second round to see how he's doing. Because if he's playing well, you, you know, he's probably going to be in contention come Sunday. Yeah, it's super fun to live bet in a state where I can't live bet. It's awesome. It's, it's wonderful, like, It's isn't so it? fun when you're sitting there like, oh, <laughs> this guy's a great price right now. i got to get it's my thrilled. car go drive to go put the money on this guy. I'll give you one more that I'm gonna, I know is going to be on my card this week, uh, and that's Hardo Billy Horschel, who is 40-1 to one, uh, going into the tournament. He's 8-1 to one for a top five. He's 3.5-1 to one for a top ten. Uh, he has played here, and he's played here well. Last five years, 17th, 25th, 9th, 51st, and 4th. Uh, he was 27th last week. He's in that mix for a playoff run here. Uh, he's one of these guys that just, like Kevin Kisner, Hannibal to me, takes golf so seriously that I, I want to be around these guys when the golf matters more. I don't think he shies away from it. He's a lunatic. Um, his veins will be popping out of his I was arms. I just going to say that. But at 40-1, to 1, I, I'm going to have a little uh, Billy Horschel this weekend as well. I was just going to say, he is kind of a, a golf hardo. Oh, um, like, last week I was watching, he, he was in the middle, middle of the fairway, and he was yelling at, at guys in their house to be quiet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just just a golf shot. <laughs> that's that's Shime at, country, at Chelmsford Country Club. When you go go down nine, this little fence, a house right yes. there. Shime's like, put some food on the fence for us. Like, why are you mowing your lawn right now? What are we doing? But yes, I think he is a guy. Like he's he's had a ton of success in Florida, and these courses kind of mimic TPC uh, Southwind. So another thing to add into the Billy Horschel uh, camp. I, I don't hate the bet at all. I think he's a guy that you want to look to sort of back in this event too. And. I believe he's won, he won the FedEx Cup at one point, too, so he's had some success you know, winning the thing overall. So Billy Horst is a guy that I, I don't hate back in this week. All right, make sure you check out Ryan's column. Uh, he details the three picks and why he likes them. He talked about them here. Sam Burns, top 10. Uh, Willie Zalatoris, top 20. And Chez Reeve, uh top 20 finish. A guy Are you my well. pick to win? Uh, I'm going to get – hold on. We get, I love this game. Let me look here. Your pick we haven't mentioned win. his name once, I don't think. Uh, Justin Thomas. Nope. You want to guess? Shine time. Uh, Patrick Cantlay. Nope. Scotty. Scotty Scheffler. 
I mean, we did mention him, so you threw a shot. You chalk-eating turd. Oh, number one player in the world. Ooh, leader in the footer. Ooh. He's played well here, too. 14th, 15th, and 43rd. The last four years has not played since uh, the open. I, I I didn't look last year. Did he did he have the same? But it's also not. They changed the calendar. This was a WGC event. The last couple of I, years. I think it was just. I was just in August. It's not like a big seasonal change. Yeah. Well, it's also. I think it's. It was a WGC. I think it was a no cut event. The, I, I, right. I, I just wondered. Only seventy players. Correct. Yep. Did he? I wonder. Did he take that same tack? Like, did he go from the open to this event? I would love to know. But I mean, I, I'm. I've been drafting um, – actually, Lou's doing some reads for him right now, Underdog Fantasy. They're doing a playoff uh, best ball type thing. And yeah. I, I every time I've gotten first pick, I've taken Scheffler for the next three weeks. So I, I'm with you on Scotty. It's just tough to stomach, what, 16-1 to 1 in a field like this. And I don't know if he's going to be super motivated to go win given that he's basically a lock to get to the, the Tour Championship. And like you said off the air – I have some ridiculous lead going in. If he's the number one guy, he gets some like massive stroke gain heading into that tournament, right? I mean, he wants to make sure that he has that. I think I I heard his press conference on Tuesday. He's talking about how the time off is very beneficial. Like he was worn down after the Open, and he's been off for what you know months plus. I think he's back. I'm, I'm big on Scotty, and not to mention he's my one and done guy this week. I, I need a big week out of him to close. Oh, you, you had him left. <laughs> you still have him one. Are you in the mix to cash and one and done this year? I'm I am. I am. Okay. Yeah. I this is this is a big week for me, so I, I need something out of Scotty. Yeah. Uh, you Scott Scheffler's fine, but Scotty Stallings might be a better play. <laughs> no, not one and done. I'm sure. <laughs> All right, Ryan Hannibal on Twitter, uh, BetMGM, and anything coming up, uh, Hannibal? We want to tell the people about. Uh, no, just the weekly stuff. Uh, plugging along, golf. Golf betting is is definitely getting bigger than people think. I think people oh, yeah. are starting to take take notice of it. And I would say, come you know next year with the full calendar year, hopefully with with betting in Massachusetts, uh, it can really take off. So definitely, do you, do you, you know, keep keep tabs. How much do you miss being at training camp? Uh, honestly, not not at all. <laughs> My man, good call. Do I, do I? I do not miss sitting in the ninety-five degree heat on the hill for two two and a half hours. No, I, I haven't missed it once. I'm sure Andy Hart's texting you every freaking day. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. Uh, Ryan, excellent job, buddy. We will uh, bother you next week for the BMW. Love it. Thanks, guys. Talk Thanks, Hannibal. That's our guy, Ryan Hannibal, joining us here on uh, BetQL Boston. Chris Shine, Mike Bonanski with you. Um, I'm excited for the golf this weekend. Uh, I'm excited that we are getting a chance to talk about a Patriots preseason game tomorrow on this podcast, Chris Shine. I listened Hell again yeah. to you guys today, uh, breaking down all things Patriots on the Greg Hill Show. And based on the last uh, 48, 72 hours at Patriots camp, it's an absolute shit show. Oh, on it offense. is a disaster. From yeah. what it seems like. And I, for one, am reveling in it because I find it hilarious. And the people are still smoking the Bill Belichick smoke. Uh, you might be on the wrong mic in your new studio. Am that I? might be happening. Hold you on. might be on the wrong mic. How about now? Is that better? Hey, you're on the right mic. I just Keep turned, that in there. I just needed to turn the mic around. Oh, well, there you go. You sound a lot better now. Um, yeah, that's, we'll, we'll lose the Patriots tomorrow. Um, I, try, I think it's better if we wait, Shine, because I don't know. It doesn't sound like Mac's going to play, but we might have some more info tomorrow at this time. Yeah, that's what uh, Who's going to play, who's not going to play. Cause we should talk about it about the game. We, if we have any betting angles to the game tomorrow, we should try to do some work on it and, and get them out tomorrow on the podcast. Yeah, I think that's perfect. I'm going to preview the uh, preseason game today with the Six Rings guys, oh, Andy nice. and uh, Fitzy, and so then tomorrow you and I can uh, preview it gambling wise from a gambling perspective. Yes. And I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going to be there. I, I to be honest, I think I saw Dayball say that guys might play a series or two, uh, so it might be something there. But uh, yeah, we the way shall it sounds, see. I highly doubt Mac Jones plays. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I would not put based I on the way the I offense want is played. Zappy props. I think the law. I'm sure they'll offer him up, right? There'll be some Bailey Zappy props. Well, I mean, the other guy, if he plays, Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the entire world is telling me how great Ramondre Stevenson is. Game pair to Marshawn Lynch and, and All right, let's uh, dial it back. Le'Veon Bell by our two guys at weei.com. So I compared him to Aaron Jones when he got drafted. I said that was the ceiling. Okay. So okay, well, but that was okay, the ceiling. Yeah, he's, I don't think he's there yet. Oh, great, awesome. Barry Sanders next. I want to compare oh, to Barry stop Sanders. Stop it! I said Aaron Jones. Christian it's not Okoye. Like I said a Hall of Fame running back for Christ's sakes. Aaron Jones might be a Hall of Famer someday. He's uh, especially because he might lead the Packers in receptions this Receptions season, so. this year, absolutely. Uh, I could not agree more. Uh, baseball, Red Sox, and Braves, they are officially uh, playing out the string, folks. And so there'll be certainly betting opportunities every night, both uh, with or against um, the Red Sox tonight. I'm going to be uh, on the over of nine runs. And the reason oh, why, Krishan. my mind. Uh, doing the Red Sox pregame show notes for this morning, uh, was I was not not the stunned to find out this that Nick Pavetta in his last eight starts has allowed eight home runs, um, which is not very good. But Kyle Wright, who's been a good pitcher uh, for the uh, Braves this year, allowed four home runs in his last start and now nine home runs in his last five starts. So in their last combined thirteen starts, these guys gave him up fourteen home runs. I want to bet the over. And given the way the ball was flying around Fenway Park last night, 9-7 your final, I'm punching the over uh, nine runs at minus 115 tonight, Red Sox and Braves. Ooh, perfect. There you go. That's yeah, my I'm, idea. I am on the over uh, of nine here in this game. It's just I, the Red Sox stink. Pavetta has gotten rocked of recent, and that's it. That's that's as far as I need to go. I'll give you one more from a player prop perspective. Uh, Marcel Ozuna. Okay. Outfielder slash DH for the Atlanta I'm Braves. I'm listening. Uh, career numbers against Nick Pavetta, three, count them, one, two, three career home runs, batting over 400. So you want to take his total base prop at plus 110? I don't hate it. Yeah, I like that. That's And awesome. these guys, I'm telling you right now, they the, DraftKings is smart. What they've done is they were mispricing total base props for away batters at Fenway Park earlier in the year. And now, I mean, they've really, really figured it out. Like uh, Dar- uh, Darby Swanson. Uh, is over one and a half prop of total bases down to minus Isn't that 105. Dansby Swanson? Dan- I'm sorry, what I call him? Darby. I'm sorry. Darby Swanson. Dansby Swanson. Minus 105 uh, at over one and a half. Um, let's see right here. M- Matt Olson, who's a lefty but uses the other uh, side of the field, is only plus 105. Okuna is minus 110 for over one and a half total bases. So uh, they have really jacked up these prices because you're playing at Fenway Park. It's a million doubles in that building. Uh, which makes it fun, but we're going to be on the over, and some Marcel Ozuna may get both of those tonight on Mutt's Big Bet. One other note here, Shine, before we get out, and maybe Ooh. this will be, maybe this will be uh, not that important by the time that uh, this thing posts at okay. know, one one thirty this afternoon. Governor Baker has until tomorrow to sign the gambling bill. Wait, oh, he still hasn't signed it. That's right. Jesus H. So he told MassLive.com. Well, let's let's let's. I, I want I want to read this quote for you. See, since you haven't read this today, I don't know if this would come up today. Oh God. Uh, on the great. Am Kill I about show. to be depressed, yelling, or excited? Uh, I don't know. Uh, headline: Governor Baker offers support for substance bill, but is still quote working through the details. Uh, this what is you, just what is there to work for? All he he all he said to us prior to this bill actually getting done, miraculously getting done, is yeah, they bring a bill to me, I'll sign it. Just sign the damn bill. Lawmakers sent the governor a compromise sports betting bill last week, and Baker said Tuesday that he is quote still working through the details and obviously will be done with that bill sometime in the next couple of days. Jeez. Baker has until Thursday to sign the bill, send it back to lawmakers with amendments. 
or veto it. So he's not. I mean, he's not Jimmy signing it as is, or he's or he's trading this for something else. I mean, he's a lame duck governor, so I don't know what the point is. Um, he said it's certainly something we support. I had heard speculation that maybe he was waiting till tomorrow so he can sign it in a ceremony at Gillette Stadium for the Pats and Giants game. Some sort oh, that'd of tie-in. Be cool. Remember Baker was the one who, uh, or remember Kraft sent the plane for the COVID masks a couple years ago yep, yep. and did them a solid, so this would be like a, a free pub thing for... Ooh, so like in the pregame announcements, Baker's out on the field at the podium and he signs the bill? Or even before, like you do some like ceremony before the game where Bob Kraft is there. He also, to be fair, if, if the Red Sox are lobbying for this, if the Patriots are lobbying for this, he could be telling us well, that he, he may be trying to, to amend this to say... That's fine. We want you to have these these uh, uh, licenses for the casinos and the race books. We want the stadiums to have an opportunity. Oh. Like, I, I, I'm just, I am just oh. saying that zero zero substance. But like when he's talking about working through the details, what what is he still waiting on? If that's like, the ca- like if that said, ends up being the case, I'd love it. I'd be into it. I'm, so would I. Uh, so would I. Gosh. I just I, I suspect he's going to sign up. I'm just saying we can't. We can't even get started on this. Although I was uh, tipped off that the Mass Gaming Commission is already accepting license applications Bang, for let's go. mobile betting. So good job, Gaming Commission. So maybe we'll know by tomorrow at this time where it's going to be signed. But as of right now, uh, it's not signed. Anything else, Chris? I'm great to talk with you again, buddy. Glad everything's well. Yeah, Glad it was the, wonderful uh, you're to talk good. to you. Yeah. Uh, and now and we're no longer in a heat wave, so I can actually go out and enjoy golf again. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah, we ended up playing Sunday for, for Carter's uh, last team event. It was a family day, like a family day. Yeah. But it was Sunday at 3.30. So it was while it was fun, it was absolute. I mean, it was the hottest <laughs> Disastrous. possible time. Disastrous. Yeah, I, uh, I was also out Sunday. Uh, my father, my brother, and I played at, uh, wow, why is it? Oh, Four Oaks in Drake it. And uh, beautiful course. It's too hot. But it was too so hot. hot. And it, shockingly enough, I've never played, I never would have expected, the course felt like waterlogged in spots. Really? Yeah. I was. I didn't understand it. Like the greens and some spots around the greens were waterlogged. And then there was other parts of the fairway where the grass was burnt to a crisp. That's weird. Yeah. yeah I, I'll tell you what, so. our, our track, Chelmsford, it's still, still in good shape. It's a nice place. It's, shape. it's a good place. Good they do a good job. All right, so tomorrow we will be uh, have Red Sox-Orioles uh, preview for you. We have Patriots-Giants preview, and mm-hmm. we'll see what's going on in the first round of the uh, St. Jude, which starts very early tomorrow. So set your draft yeah. teams lineups tonight, 6.30 a.m., I believe, Eastern Woo. time uh, on Thursday. Great to talk to you, Chime. We'll talk tomorrow, buddy. Thank you. I'm so excited. 